Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. Greetings, everyone. Thank you for joining me on BBS Radio, All Road 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. I am a award-winning author of the new book, A Journey of a Sapphire. It is a self-help book that I hope to inspire others on their journey towards success and how to recognize behavioral problems and never to give up on your dreams. My focus is my mission statement to help create a quality of life through social growth, inspiring Jews to become leaders by establishing partnerships with corporations, donors, sponsors, volunteers, and the community and abroad. I want to welcome my special guest, originally from Bedfordshire, England, Stevie Bowen, moved to Fort Worth, Texas at the age of two splitting her younger years between a small town in Texas and southern parts of England. Her contrasting upbringing led her to New York City in 2014, the city perfectly placed between her two homes to study fashion in 2018. Stevie received a BBA in fashion merchandising from Lim College with the Bloomingdale's Excellence in Fashion Merchandising Award. As she worked her way up in the fashion industry, Stevie navigated the New York City dating scene, experiencing friendship, love, and change. Inspiring her first book, The City of Dating, a memoir from memoir to community platform. Stevie founded the City of Dating, a dating community platform dedicated helping others date to find themselves, not their soulmates. Through her weekly dating advice column, Stevie harnesses the power of true New York storytelling with sharing dating stories, dating tips, and self-love advice. A loyal Upper East Sider, she currently lives in New York City as a writer. And continuously, her love of fashion as a fashion director in streetwear. At last, thank you for this interview, Chance Stevie, and welcome to my show. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So we're going to get right into it because I found... You to be so interesting because I am also in the fashion industry. So my first question to you is what inspired you to become a fashionista of excellence in merchandising? I think it came from my family. My nan was uh, she worked in the fashion industry in London you know, way back in sort of the 1940s, 50s. Um, It's just something I've always been interested in. 
And I just couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. So I applied to uh, college up in New York City. And I was like, you know what? Fashion, New York City, it makes sense. Um, and here I am. I just kind of moved when I was 18 and went full force into it and fell in love with it even more. So, yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> How is old New York City? Oh, it's good. It's great. It's beautiful, sunny day, finally. I think all the April showers have, have sort of disappeared from us. Um, yeah. But it's great. I, yeah, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Wow. Yes. So what about England? Were you just too too little to tell me a little bit about England, London? Yes. Yeah. So um, I was originally born there. Um, and then, like you said, I moved to Texas when I was two. Well, my whole family did. But I split half of my time between, you know, the small town Texas and, you know, London and the little countryside outside of London. And um, it was it's definitely interesting. Inter- interesting. I have a very unique accent, um, to say the least. I sort of feel like yes. I've been stuck in the middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> So tell me about your experience that led you to receive the streetwear of excellence in fashion merchandise. Yeah, so it was uh, something that was rewarded to me after um, during my graduation um, from LIM College. Um, I actually had no idea I was receiving it, Um, but I guess um, you know the people at Bloomingdale's thought I did great um, in my work at LIM College, and yeah. I got this amazing award, which is amazing and unexpected. Wow. Yeah, that is. That is. So being, okay, so the fashion merchandising industry. So did you go like, once you graduated, and did you go like to other stores and start decorating like, what is it, in Excuse me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, is it putting together displays and things like that in the store to bring out that those products and services? Uh, so that is more visual merchandising. But um, I kind of fell into more of like trend forecasting, um, doing, you know, photo shoot management, concept development um, and stuff like that, helping develop, you know, new styles, new um, line assortments and clothing and everything like that. Um, so that's kind of what I dove into first. Um, and then obviously now also still doing that, but also now into writing as well, which was a very new um, avenue for me. Yes, yes. I have worked in the customer service industry for over 15 years as well. I am now utilizing my expertise through my foundation and I am teaching customer service skills for on the job training. Hmm? Amazing. That's amazing. Yes, yes, yes. I do understand that if you do not have the customer skills that is needed, no matter what profession we pursue, the doors will remain closed, as you know, and the opportunity is limited. What is your perspective regards to giving great customer service to achieve a award such as you have of excellence? Um, well, you know, I think when I connect it to, I guess what I'm doing now on my dating community platform, the city of dating, 
Um, it's being incredibly authentic um, with your, you know, listeners, consumers, um, anyone who's sort of interacting with, you know, your product or the content you're putting out there. Um, I think it's so important to make sure that they feel like, you know, they're talking to a real person and a real person's actually listening. Um, especially, you know, we talk about on my community, like dating um, stories and allowing some people to feel safe to like, you know, open up that discussion. And yeah, just having that authentic self about it. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Stevie, you have stated that when you were working in New York City, you had navigated the dating scene. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I, I when I moved to the city when I was 18, um, it was definitely a big move. Um, and like, you know, like everyone says, like New York is a big, big dating hub. Um, and it's incredibly, the experiences are incredibly eye-opening. And I just found that there was just like a lot of lessons that came with it, as well as, you know, friends that are there to navigate that with you. Um, and I think that really was what inspired me to write my, you know, my first book, my first memoir, because I wanted to tell, you know, these crazy stories that happen in New York, either if, you know, if they're big stories or little ones, they all sort of mean something in our journey. Um, you know, and some people say New York is the worst place to date, but I kind of want to show it that it's actually a great place to date and a great place to find yourself. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So you have founded the City of Dating, and it's a dating community. Yes, it I is a dating. I have a lot of questions, so, but just tell me a little bit about that dating. I'm totally interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So um, I founded it after my first release of my memoir, The City of Dating. Um, and, you know, in those, I tell my own personal stories. And I just felt so free from by doing that and working through my feelings, I wanted others to feel that experience and feel like each they can find their own lessons and their own um, dating experiences. So I wanted to provide an outlet for women and men to share their stories, to hear other stories, um, and sort of kind of remove the loneliness that comes with dating by, you know, seeing that we all experience similar things. Um, and I just wanted to normalize that. I wanted to depressurize dating in general. Um, and so, yeah, I found I found the city of dating to help um, others, you know, in their own dating journey. Right. So did the hundred dollar question, did you find love in New York City? Uh, <laughs> I found <laughs> love with myself. Um, I haven't. Um, right. <laughs> Um, no, I haven't found um, love with someone else yet, but I, it's all a part of the journey. Um, I don't think I'm done dating and meeting new people and connecting with new people in life. So, yeah, I'm still out there hanging around dating. Right, right. So it's, um, with New York, I've been to New York once, and I was totally in awe a little bit because I seen so much diversity in culture and it was really really beautiful and then with the fashion and everything that was an eye-opener as well so yeah it uh-huh go ahead sorry no you keep going sorry yeah so yeah I mean I can't imagine if I were single and being in New York I mean 
it's like a little candy store to me. I mean, I was like, it was very, very intriguing. So what are your thoughts about that in in yeah. regards to New York? Yeah, you know, I think that's what um, makes New York so exciting because it is so diverse and there's just so many cultures around you. Um, and I think that's what makes dating in New York so exciting because you get to connect with so many more people and learn about so many more cultures by going on dates and just like having conversations with people that you may not have, you know, you maybe lived somewhere else that was, wasn't as diverse or such. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of inspiration that comes just from the city in general, whether it be fashion and the people even like walking on the street, hearing the different languages. Um, I think, I think it just allows you to be your authentic self by seeing others do the same. Yeah, I, I do agree. I do agree. So tell me about your, your company, um, the dating community. There's so many dating companies in New York. What sets you apart from others? Yeah, so I wanted to create a space that wasn't, so, you know, I guess I feel like a lot of dating companies and brands out there, sometimes it can be, feel like there's a lot of pressure to date a certain way. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to show that, you know, even though we have all these dating experiences, I wanted to give dating tips and self-love tips, but in a way that doesn't feel so pressurizing and doesn't feel like you have to do this to find this kind of relationship or X, Y, Z. I wanted it to be sort of feel like people can put their own their own selves into the stories and into the dating tips and either take it or leave it and just feel like, you know, there's not always one outcome to dating um, and dating isn't so linear. And I wanted, you know, my whole mission is to date to find yourself, not your soulmate and how dating can, dating can help you find who you are as opposed to the person, you know, you're meant to be with. So going through your company to find yourself when dating and to find interest, you know, hoping to fall in love and eventually get married. What is the process like? So are 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 you is this person going into say like a, a facility and you know how you sit down and you what interview and have conversations from table to table or how does that work? No. So it's more, it's very much on, you know, like on Instagram, more social um, media based of, you know, opening up that conversation for chat and direct messaging people um, and people able to submit their own dating confessions for them to be, you know, shared online and to, produce more of like that, you know, more of a conversation around certain things that happen, um, as well as more like the dating advice column, uh, where we talk, you know, it's not just dating tips, it's self-love tips where people can go on there and read. Um, it's almost like, yeah, it's like a column, it's like a dating advice column. So people, yeah, go on and read like what tips they want to take, or if they're feeling like they want more self-love or if they want to focus on, you know, putting themselves out there, it, they can find inspiration um, on our website. Wow. That's very interesting. So have you had any like exciting, juicy things that have happened? Please tell me. 
There's definitely, <laughs> there are definitely some juicy things that happen. Um, we Maybe have what? like on our website, we share a lot of dating confessions um, on there and just like th- funny things that, you know, when on first dates and bad first kisses, bad, you know, just experiences in general. Um, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely funny. It's like, it's almost as finding the humor in it as well. Um and yeah, making it not so serious in dating. It doesn't have to be so serious. And that's sort of like what I want to sort of have a, a, come across. Do you have more men looking for love or more women looking for love? Um, definitely more, uh, definitely more women um, in our community. Um, but we try to, I don't, I don't want to have it be sort of like looking, I guess, for love um, in someone else. Um, right. It's more about finding that love, like within yourself first, um, and not having knowing that there's not just one outcome, and that it isn't dating isn't so linear. Like you don't have to date um, thinking about oh what's next. It's more about living presently in the moment and just sort of seeing where that goes with that person. Yeah. So I know when. Okay, here I am. I, I would say I'm single. I'm ready to date. And what would you need from me in order to give me that opportunity to find someone interesting or being open to date? What would I have I, to do? Um, I I don't think you it's not really about like having to do anything. It's more just kind of trying to think in your head of like switching the narrative a little bit, like taking back control of what you want dating to look like for yourself. Um, You know, not about, you know, saying, Oh, you should do X, Y, and Z. It's more, you know, probably we, I encourage people to journal, to write down their feelings, write down their wants, what they don't want um, and go into dating more with like themselves in mind other than the person you know, what do I like? What do I want um, in a relationship um, and stuff? And then sort of go from there, which allows, you know, the person to take back control of their own dating narrative. Yeah. And how successful have you been? Good, good. You know, I, I we're definitely growing in like in our community, um, as well as, you know, my, my book um, getting highlighted more, which is like very exciting. I just, I just want as many people to feel, you know, confident in dating and not feel um, afraid to do it. And I just want everyone to enjoy dating again. I think we've lost, I think sometimes we've lost the fun in it. Yeah, I do agree. I, 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 I totally agree. I know I have some friends that um, were reaching out on some dating communities, but they haven't been, it's been kind of scary though, I must say, because, you know, when you're meeting strangers for the first time, that can become a little, you know, uh, it could turn into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely can. I, 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 definitely feel like many dates are like movies um, because yeah, you're, you're, you're really meeting the stranger for the first time, especially if you're coming from, you know, online dating or dating apps 
um, it's really like meeting a stranger. And um, I think that's why it's, you know, it's so important to like go into it with, you know, zero expectations and really being in the moment, like I was saying before, um, and just kind of just going with the flow and going with the journey and be like, if this is going to feel like a movie, it's going to feel like a movie. Yeah. So do you suggest, do anyone ask you questions like, you know, of course, I'm quite sure you tell them to meet in open places or at restaurants and things like that. Would that be like a suggested opinion for someone to do when they're, you know, out here new and especially women who've been married for years And once you get over that hurdle and you're ready to date and say if you're interested in, you know, in your products and services and I am the type of person I wanted to know more and reach out more and ask questions about, oh, I found somebody on your site and we're going to meet. What would your suggestion be? Um, I definitely would agree with you in saying, you know, you would, should meet you know, in a public place, um, somewhere definitely where you feel comfortable or maybe doing activity that, you know, you know, sometimes when people get nervous, it's like, what do I do with my hands? So maybe, you know, maybe you go on like a mini golf day or, you know, something like that, but somewhere definitely where it's public. And I always, I always like to tell my friends where I'm going, um, you know, what time I'm meeting them or who they are, their name and stuff, just so, you know, people know where I'm at. Um, but definitely something something open and something where also maybe something you enjoy, um, that you both have something in common um, that you like doing. Uh, so it kind of helps spark, you know, a conversation and gets, you know, the chatting sort of flowing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Good, great. That's great advice. That is great advice because a lot of people do not do that. And it is totally important that, you know, we all like that, you know, spontaneousness, but we have to be a little careful when we are meeting people. So that is very important for um, anyone who wants to you know, go on online dating. And on that note, we are going to take a break and we will be right back. Greetings and welcome back to BBS Radio, All Row 65 Max. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson, with my special guest, Miss Stevie Bowen. Stevie, you still with me? I'm here. <laughs> Stevie, it is interesting when you connect with people who have similar interests as I. Also, <laughs> I am interested... And becoming the next big thing in the fashion industry, I am currently branding myself and my company. Please give me some advice where to start connecting to bring awareness to my brand and how to get my products placed in stores. 
Yeah, um, I would definitely start connecting with, you know, people that you also know that are in the industry um, and networking. Um, I am a big fan of honestly cold emailing people. That's how I got my <laughs> first <laughs> roles in the fashion industry. Um, definitely not being able, like not being scared to put yourself out there and of saying no. Um, a lot of, you know, it's, it's easy to not want to take advice from anyone, but it's also very, very easy to get advice when you put yourself out there. So I would definitely start with looking at who your contacts are, you know, where do, do they know anyone in the industry or, you know, vice versa. So I would definitely start with that. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the emailing and the cold emailing. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Have you worked with any fashion giants? Um, I passed, I worked at Iconics Brand Group before, um, which I worked on, you know, sports brands such as Starter, Pony, Umbro, and Samskin. Um, that was my big, my big focus for a lot of years, um, which is very, very exciting, especially going through the history of all those brands, specifically like Starter and Pony. Um, absolutely loved that. I'm a big history buff, but like, Putting that with fashion and with streetwear was so exciting. Yeah, I bet. So, Stevie, you had stated that by experiencing friendship, love, and change in New York City, you had inspired to write your first book, The City of Dating Memoir. Tell me, uh, tell me about that. Tell me all about that. <laughs> yes. So I got the idea. Um, I was reading, a, you know, a 1700s book written by some duchess in England randomly. Um, and it was all written in letters. And I thought, what if I wrote my own letters to my past dates, relationships, one night stands? Um, and I sort of just sat down and wrote my first letter. And it kind of became more of a thank you letter um, to them. Um, and at the end, it kind of sort of tells the story. And at the end, it says, you know, thank you for the lessons like X, Y, Z that you gave me. Um, and I wrote my first one and I continued on writing thank you letters. And also it kind of helped me process every, you know, dating experience and person and relationships that I've been in. Um, and it sort of just became this all-encompassing book. Um, and I found sort of in the middle of all my thank you letters, there was friendships and friends that helped guide me through every day and every relationship. Um, and they were always there to catch me when I fell at the end. Um, and also, more importantly, that there was like self-love for myself and realizing, you know, in some instances that I need to get out of relationship. Um, or seeing that, you know, this person came into my life for a reason. And, yeah, it just became this book, and I was not even expecting to write a book. Um, but, yeah, it's great. It's filled, it's filled with many stories in New York City. It's, it's, it starts from when I first came here um, to when I was about 25. So, yeah, lots, lots of crazy stories in there. Okay, because I'm sure going to ask you to tell me one of the crazy stories. Like when you first came to New York and you were, I'm quite sure you you dated. Tell me, yes. what yes. what was the most experiencing date that you have been on? 
that you were, it was uh, just like a wild date. A wild date. So, you know, my, it's in the book. Um, it's called Mr. Bumble. Um, he was, I wish he could say that he was my first Bumble date, um, the online dating app, but he wasn't, he was my second, but it was one of the best in the sense that we had a great connection um, immediately. Um, and it just was one of a really healthy date to be on with like great chats and everything like that. And it felt, you know, perfect. It was like, wow, we get along so great. Um, and then as the date, um, goes on, um, and we sort of, you know, leave to go our separate ra- ways and the kiss was absolutely horrible. <laughs> um, and it kind of was, <laughs> and I know it's, it's not scandalous at all, but it would kind of, what gave me a perspective of, oh, you know, I can go on a date and really enjoy it, but maybe, you know, that physical connection isn't there. Um, but ultimately, you know, Mr. Bumble was, was someone that made me, more confident in dating online and doing dating apps as well, because it was like, you know, I can connect with someone and have a great conversation despite if they, you know, we have a future. And obviously the kiss said that we did not. So have you ever been on a date where, because a lot of times we know when we're interested in someone, it's just something about that chemistry kick, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, do you think that you can find a great friendship with someone when you don't have any chemistry? I think so. I think um, it's definitely dependent on the both of you. I have, I do have a story um, in my book called um, Mr. Almost. Um, mm-hmm. And he was just someone that always was around um, and we would, you know, go out and, we had developed this really great friendship um, between us, but nothing really came of it. And the story, you know, throughout the whole story, you're, you know, wondering, you know, if we get together or not. And it's, but it, it really is based on the fact that we had such a strong friendship. Um, and I still think of him so, 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 you know, He's so lovely and still, I think he's the best still. So, um, yeah, I think you can definitely have, definitely have a friendship that, you know, he's, you're almost, you're almost guy or you're almost girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that almost guy or girl, when we meet that person, do you think then after meeting them and dating him and it was like, hmm, what we cheat ourselves do you find us to cheat ourselves when we are back out to dating to be start comparing you know what I mean yeah it's definitely you know I'm always I always say not to compare it's but it is so hard not to um but I think going in with no expectations again and a date and just trying to like see you know this is a fresh a completely fresh new start um, but I think, you know, after, after a relationship ends, you, I think it's important to take that time to reflect on the relationship, what you've learned, what you, you know, what are those things in the relationship that I liked, what are the things that I didn't like. Um, and then once you sort of process that and then, you know, then getting back out there when you feel ready um, and taking the break, that break from dating. Um, which I think is so important because then it kind of allows you to start fresh, you know, in your mind and you, you're less inclined to compare. 
you know, the past and see your past. Yeah, and that is true because for a long time, I remember when I was um, t- when I was 22, and it was so funny. I met my no, I was a little, little, little younger, but I met my daughter's father, and you know we hit it off just well. I mean, that was beautiful, but. I think I, I just got married too young. I was 22. I thought I was in love and we had got married and everything. And then I had got an annulment a month later. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that's amazing. <laughs> so, because you, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, you keep going. You keep going. No, no, you, you, you. you, you what did you say? <laughs> no, I just think, I think, I don't think, you know, I think that it's, 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 it's amazing in a way that you kind of, you did, but you felt that it's like the love was still real. And, but you kind of also were like, hey, I'm not so into this love anymore. And like you had that strength to, you know, to have the annulment. Yeah. You know, my dad never liked him. That was for one. I should have I should have really listened to my dad. And <laughs> I didn't. But it was so funny because it was you know, here I am twenty two. I am assistant general manager for a, a restaurant chain and you know, I'm doing my thing. And um I did, you know, kinda like work uh long hours, but this guy, I tell you he became very overprotective and start trying to control it. When it, when he started doing that, that's when I took off running. I was like, dad, mm-hmm. what should I do? And my dad said, I told you I didn't like that. I don't like that young man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, you know what? I don't either. And yeah, <laughs> I had went and got me an annulment. And I was like, oh my God, that experience just really had me going. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. But, you know, it's like it teaches you that, like, you're like, I am not one to be controlled. I don't want to be in a relationship that I feel controlled in. Um, And also, you know, we all need to listen to our dads more, I think. Yeah. You know, we got to listen to dad. I'm trying to tell you because they they do know. They do know. They know. (laughs) (laughs) They, They know a lot more than we give them credit for. Yeah, that is true. I had visited your website and what had caught my attention was your statement that you had made. Confess your dating stories, desires or situationships. Release the feels and manifest fabulous dates. Tell me why that is your statement. Yeah, I well, I I sounded, you know, the the date confessions as a way for, you know, people to release their, you know, past experiences. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer. And when you write something down and you almost, you know, you press send, it's like you kind of, you let it go. And it sort of goes back to, you know, processing a relationship or even just a date or, you know, whatever you went through and having the, just having the ability to write it down and to send it out (laughs) away um, it kind of makes you, it's like kind of like a clean feeling. And it's like, again, like you're ready to start again and to date again. And 
you know, once you press that, that send button, it, it, it's like almost, it's like a feeling of, yeah, letting go. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Here is my million dollar question again. Stevie, <laughs> you had stated that you help others date to find themselves, not their soulmates. Why not a soulmate? Well, I, I think I think we have a lot more than one soulmate. I think your soulmates can also be your friends. Um, and that's one of the things that I think shine through a lot in my book. Um, it's that at the end of the day, I went through all these experiences and different dates. And at the end of the day, my, my friends were the ones that were there, you know, at the end of each one to listen to me or hear me cry or whatever it was. Um, I'm just, I... I'm a big Big believer that there's more than just one soulmate in life. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it is it is true that when we are dating, we give ourselves that opportunity to open up and not act so fast. You know what I mean? Because a mm-hmm. lot of times we can we can meet someone, you know, handsome and you know, he has everything going on. And we would think that's the one. Right, right. But it's also, but, I think that's obviously, it's like a 100% some like a real true feelings. But I think even so, like you can find, you can be in love and maybe those, that person, you know, is your soulmate. Um, but maybe you're not meant to be together forever. Um, you know, sometimes people come in your life for a week, a month, a year, um, or forever. Um, and I think that it's not dependent on time. It's just the connection that you have um, with someone that determines, you know, if they're a soulmate or not. And yeah, I think I think it's possible to, you know, be in love maybe when you're younger and like have this life with someone and they're your soulmate, but for some reason, X, Y, Z, it doesn't work out. You can always, there's another soulmate out there for you. Yeah, that's true. Now, when I had first got married at 22, I didn't, I didn't feel that he was my soulmate. I just mm-hmm. was in love. and I think a lot of it had to do with me uh, being uh, coming up pregnant. So I, I did want to create that family <clears throat> you know, atmosphere and respect to everything, but he wasn't the one. Thank God. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it was, it's so funny because he had a very hard time letting go. And I guess, you know, you can understand the person that, you know, gets rejected, you know, would have a hard time letting go, but you know, the experience itself did allow me to start writing down because I did. I, I did take a uh, a pen and a, a piece of paper and I start writing down what I wanted out of that person mm-hmm. that I was going to, you know, settle down with and get married, not just looks, money or anything like that, because my mom had always taught me to be uh, independent. And no matter who comes into my life to make sure I'm able to take care of myself. And I appreciate her for that. Yeah. And that's so, it's so important. And that's, 
I think that's, you know, that's a part of, you know, the, the, the saying when I say, you know, date to find yourself, it's, you know, putting yourself first and making sure that, you know, you're happy with who you are and you love who you are inside and the person that you are to other people. Um, and I think once you find that love for yourself, you're able to attract, you know, maybe the soulmates that you're meant to find and the love that you're meant to find with someone else. Yeah, that is true. So you like being single? <laughs> I do. I love it. <laughs> what's, what's, I give do. Me, tell me, what do you like about being single? I like, I love the freedom. You know, I, I think uh, maybe uh-huh. I like it too, too much, <laughs> but I love, <laughs> um, there's definitely a balance in trying to find that. But uh, yeah, I love having the freedom to meet new people um, in the sense of going on dates. Um, I just love, I just love the act of going on a date and um, meeting someone and talking to someone and hearing about their life and their backgrounds. Um, and I just don't think I'm, I'm ready to give that up yet. Okay. See, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. That is great. Cause you're still finding you. So exactly. Yeah. And with the things that you like to do and, and, and cause you have to, when you know, when you're going to settle down and you get married, you're, you're, you're stating that you're giving away all that extra because I don't believe in giving, you know, here I get married and then I want to have extra too. I don't believe in that because <laughs> I'm too selfish. I'm a very selfish woman. And so, <laughs> you know, I had that conversation with a couple of friends of mine and I, I just can't, I don't see how, you know, to each his own. And I, I get that and everything, but no, you're supposed to be all mine. So, <laughs> you know, you'd be like, you know, you just better sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I get that. Um, yeah. Well, I think, I think when it, you know, when, when you do get married or if you do get married, it's like, um, it's almost like what you should have, you know, a foundation for yourself and your friends and that it should just naturally work with the other person's life and their friends and things like that. Um, and that, you know, obviously, and you, you want, depending on what you want, it's like how much time you want to spend with that person and they should want the same amount of time they want to spend with you. Um, but yeah, I think, I think having like your own foundation of life, before going into, you know, having a life partner um, is just like so important. So that, and also it allows you to, allows you to have a marriage that you want. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So I have visited your website and I just want to give an example and say, Stevie, here I am single. I am out there dating and you have stated, we promise we are way better listeners than your ex. And I was just tickled. <laughs> Why is this a true statement in your opinion? Yeah, I I just think, you know, when when you split up, a lot of people sometimes will go back to their ex or text them again. Um, the whole, I think a part of what the city of dating is, is like, it's an outlet for, 
people to talk about like their feelings or something in their relationship without reaching back out to their ex. Um, and I think, I think it allows them to move on easier um, and that we listen in a, in more of a perspective of that we're not in the relationship. Um, and obviously it's helping, it's helping that person move on as opposed to going back to their ex to talk about their feelings. So here I am. Now I got to become his counselor. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's exactly. So it's like, if you go back to your ex saying all this and they're going to be like, Oh, well, I want to, you know, they want to talk to you about their feelings. It's like, you kind of just get stuck in a cycle, you know, of you're, you're never get out of, but, um, yeah, I think when you, when you talk about your stories with someone else or just even like with your friends or anyone, you know, that can, sympathize with you it it helps you move on and get new perspectives as opposed to you know going back to the old ones yeah that is true that is true I wonder do you find that a lot of you know people go back to their exes just because of is it from like thinking that they were more comfortable with them had more in common I mean, going back to your ex says a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think I think people, you know, do it maybe because it's it's comfortable, um, and it's it is definitely scary to get back out in the dating world, no matter what age you are. Um, I think it's building up that confidence again, and you know, sometimes it's 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 always easier to take the the old route, the route and the old path that you're in. But um, I, you know, that's what I try to help encourage people, you know, on, in my communities, you know, to, to build their confidence, to have them read the, you know, the dating advice column and give, you know, how help them build the confidence back to put themselves out there. So, you know, they don't go back to their ex. If, if, if it, if it wasn't a healthy relationship and not something that they, they wanted to go back to. Yeah. We do need to keep it moving. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> we do. Need to I keep agree. It <laughs> have you ever gone back to your ex after dating and maybe you know be like let me call Tom see what he's doing <laughs> um no you know I I haven't but I think that's just who I am personally I'm quite uh you know if you do me wrong or this isn't what I want anymore I'm, I'm good at I'm good at cutting cutting the string, cutting off the communication um, factor of it. Um, so I, have, I haven't I have yet, I can't say never say ever, but I have not come, gone back to an ex. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't either. I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I know me too. I am, especially if we have gone through some things where, you know, some uh, eye openers, you know, were some of the issues in the relationship where it didn't work anyway. And I think that a lot of times we become very vulnerable when we do go through a breakup and we just, you know, want to know what that person is doing from our past instead of like moving forward and healing. 
And mm-hmm. a lot of women do not know how to heal first from having a past relationship. You just want to jump into something else to make you feel better and want it at that time. Do you mm-hmm. see, you know, that way too? In your Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's why it's so important to, you know, practice self-love and like self-care. Um, to make sure that your, you know, your heart's good and that you're happy um, in your life. And I think after a relationship or a breakup, um, I think that's why it's so important to sort of process what all happened and to take that time and find what helps you, either if that's journaling or, I don't know, exercise or talking to your friends or whatever outlet that is. Um, I think that's why it's so, yeah, it's so important to practice self-love because then you can you can heal yourself first so that you're ready to go into a new relationship that you know hopefully was better than the last yeah absolutely you know what I did I cut my hair off and I dyed my hair and <laughs> I love it <laughs> you know that's you a part just of have- self-love that's it <laughs> <laughs> right you just have to do it is like that's the old you you tell yourself and you just move forward and whatever you need to do you just you know get some eye contacts and you know so that way you can see that person no more (laughs) exactly (laughs) yes yes it's it's doing what makes you feel good if it's cutting your hair you know buying new (laughs) pair of jeans I have no idea going on a shopping spree whatever it is do something for yourself um, yeah. because I think when you're in a relationship, you do a lot for the other person. So when you're out of it, I think it's just an opportunity to focus, you know, on yourself instead. Yeah. So Stevie, give us a dating tip. A dating tip just, okay. Yeah. The, so my, one of my, um, biggest dating tips is, going into is honestly living presently in the moment on a date. Um, I think a lot of times when we're on a date, we kind of are like, oh, where could this go with this person? You know, are are we compatible? Are we, you know, could this, could this have a future? And I think what we've kind of lost is just being present on that date um, and being present with the person across from us. Um, instead of immediately trying to think of the future. Um, that's, I think that's one of my biggest lessons and my biggest tips that I tell people um, is try not to rush things and just enjoy connecting with that person. Yeah, great, great tip, great tip. So Stevie, tell us how can someone contact you regarding your services, your books, where to reach you, how to connect with you? Yeah, so for my book, you can get my hardcover on on thecityofdating.com. That's also a way to connect with our community, to submit your date confessions. Um, Our email's on there, number's on there as well. Um, Our social media handles are at thecityofdating, where you can direct message us, um, connect with us through the comments, or, you know, any outlet through um, you know, Instagram, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We connect with everyone. Um, yeah, just the, the city of dating on everything, basically. 
Right, huh? <laughs> the city of dating.com. Yes. I love that. I love the slogan. I love the name. That's it's very catchy. How did you Thank come you up so with, much. The, with the name? You know, I always thought I was, you know, Paris is the city of love. And I was like, New York kind of needs to be the city of something. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, New York is the worst place to date. And I was like, well, I think it might be the best. So, uh, you know, I coined it the city of dating. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else or any advice before I let you go? Would you like to say? Yeah, I think... When it comes to dating, I think everyone should just put yourself first. Um, and instead of asking, do I like them? I mean, do they like me? You should ask yourself, do I like them? Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> well, listeners, I have reached my destination. I am a award-winning author of the new book, A Journey of a Sapphire. You can get your copy at journeyofasapphire.com or on Kindlefire at amazon.com. I leave everyone with this with this quote of the day. How can money be the root of all evil when shopping is the cure for all sadness? Elizabeth Taylor. Thank you guys again. Thank you as well, Stevie. And thank you so much. (laughs) Have a beautiful day and cheers. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in.